Amen. He's good. Come on. He's good. He's amazing. Come on. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated today. Good to see everybody in church. Amen. How many love coming to church? Well, whether you, you came on your own or you were brought here against your will, we're glad you're here. And uh, it's good to see everybody and I uh, hope you're enjoying this uh, really warm and uh, somewhat wet uh, summer. I don't know uh, how you feel about it, but uh, I know some of the kids are, are probably a little bummed. I went into Walmart the other day and all of a sudden it's all back to school stuff. How many, how many know that's, parents are all like, whoo, it's coming, you know, the rest of God is coming, amen, and uh, all the kids are like, the apocalypse is coming. So uh, they don't like school, but uh, we're excited about, amen, families and, and uh, just being here today as a family, as the people of God. I just want us to take a moment and can we just think about one thing that God really did for you this week? Just one thing that you can do. Can you just slip your hand up this morning? Can we just thank God, amen, for His mercy, His loving kindness towards us, His graciousness, His faithfulness, amen. There's just one thing. Can we just thank the Lord for that this week, amen, that He did. Amen. Just one thing. Lord, we just thank You today. Amen. We stand, amen, in with a heart of worship to thank You, Lord, for what You did and who you are and all the amazing things that you continue to do in our lives, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. And everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. He's good, isn't he? God's good, isn't he? And uh, so we're just excited about, amen, uh, this series of worship and just talking about it. Man, you can go on forever talking about praise and worship because it's a lifestyle. It's not something you just learn, amen, one day and you do it one, once a week. How many know it's 24-7, 365? I mean, it's, it's just worship is who we are. Is that right? And so one more, when we talk about it, uh, you know, there's just so much. And as you just get into the Word and, and just realize, wow, there's so many amazing principles about praise and worship uh, to the Lord. But we want to touch on a few today. And um, uh, last week I, I did hear, just I was able to catch just a, a little bit of the message uh, last week and the week before we started the series on worship. And uh, I'm not really good at review, and, and I really don't like it, but I'm going to do it anyways. And so just to kind of recap, well, the first week we talked about worship, and a few things we had mentioned is how many know that worship isn't confined to just a small segment of our weekend service? That's not worship. Worship really is not just about music. It's actually primarily about devotion to God. And we said that uh, really that we were created for relationship, we were created for worship, and uh, really brought three words out that I felt the Lord uh, speak about, and, and I see that it is about worship, and that is devotion, glory, and obedience. And uh, how many remember that? Glory, you know, devotion to God, glory to God, and obedience to His Word. And I feel like that's a lot about worship, isn't it? Worship isn't just a segment in, in our services. Worship isn't limited to just uh, uh, slow songs. How many know worship isn't slow songs? Amen, even though we call it worship, and, and it can be uh, uh, defined as that, but it's more than that. How many know worship's more than that? And so, you know, as we talked about worship, and we really talked about the meaning, it means to, to kiss, and to bow down, to crouch towards, and to move towards, and, and uh, that's, that's pretty uh, humbling, isn't it? And so it's really a humble approach, amen, to God. And so uh, this is really what we want to just build on and, and talk about. Now, one of the things amazing about when we talk about worship, we do talk about music, obviously, and we'll hit on that today, but uh, one of the things that's amazing and I'm so thankful for is how many believe that God put, amen, the biggest book in the middle of the book on how He likes to be worshipped and praised, right? And, and there's just 150 chapters. There's, uh, I believe it's over, well, there's five books. It's divided into five books, the book of Psalms. And it's uh, 150 chapters, there's over 2,400 verses, and there's almost 47,000 words on how God loves to be praised and worshipped. Amen. Now that's just not limited, the whole book is about worship. I mean the whole book, the whole Bible, but that's just specifically, God put it in there, and it's literally called, the book of Psalms is called the song book. It is a book of songs, Right? So when we say Psalms, we mean the book of songs or the song book. And so we could stand up today and we could actually do this. We could actually say, turn in the song book to 
you know, 146. And we could actually sing that because that's really what they were. They were, you know, books about poetry and history and prophetic books. Uh, there was messianic prophecies in there. It was talking about David wasn't the only writer. There was so many of the sons of Korah and Moses wrote. So many other people actually contributed to it. And God loved us so much and he loves music so much that he said, I want you to worship this way. This is what, amen, how I want to be worshipped. So he gave us that book, didn't he? And he gave us great examples about worship. So, I don't know about you, but you've got a lot of homework to do this week. Amen. If you want to study on worship, man, over 47,000 words on how God loves to be praised. Amen. And it's not just about that. And there's so many other things that it is about. In the book of Psalms, I look and I categorized it into three things. We, uh, David really sings about the wonders of God, the works of God. He sings about the Word of God, and, which is the name of God. Come on. And then he sings about the work of salvation. How He delivers, how He sets free, how He saves us, how He, in Psalm 40, how He put, took us out of the miry clay and put our feet on, amen, rock, amen. How many know uh, those things are good, right? How many, how, many, how many have ever read the book of Psalms and all of a sudden you're reading it and next thing you know there's a tune that goes through your head? And you're like, wow, this is a song, and I know this song. And so, I don't know about you, but we kind of grew up in the 70s. We kind of grew up, everybody just kind of sang Scripture. We even sang the these and thous. I mean, it was like awesome. So when I read the, you know, the Bible and I read the Word, I come across these songs that I'm like, this little tune goes through my head. How many know that's good? That's a songbook, isn't it? And so God wants us to do that. And I believe there's, there's uh, hymns, and I believe there's spiritual songs, as the Bible says. And so God really just loaded this up with how he likes to be worshipped. So let's go just a little bit deeper today. I, I, as I began to uh, read something, I read this um, particular scripture, and I want to just open with this scripture. In Psalms 66, it says this, verse 1, Psalm 66, either turn there or click there. It says, Psalm 66, verse 1, says, Make a joyful noise unto God, all you lands, or all the nations. Sing forth his honor, the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible you are in your works. Through the greatness of your power, you will, your enemies will uh, submit themselves to you. Well, that's pretty powerful. And all the earth shall worship you and shall sing unto you. And you, you know, they will sing in your name or to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is great. He is terrible in His doing towards the children of men or to the human race. Amen. So the Bible says that we should make a joyful noise and we should make His praise Glorious. Amen. So let's just, I mean, just want to go into some things, but as we do and, and we talk about praise today, I just want to just say this real quick. The thing that really the Lord was impressing on me the most, and I think it's important that we never forget the why of worship. See, we're caught up in the how of worship. We got the, you know, we do the lights. You got to have them this way, and you got to have the music and the and the right tone and the style and the genre. And we talk about, you know, this and that, and we get the singers and our, you know, and everything right. And we just we get the how down. But you know, if you don't have the, if you forget about the why, the how really won't mean much. And in fact, I really believe this that the how without the why can become religious form. When you're just doing it to do it, when you're doing it to, you know, just have dancers up here, singers or whatever. Back in the day, it was flags. How many remember flags? Lay waving the flags and all that. And I used to get hit in the face every Sunday by those. Thank God they're not here anymore. You know, things like that. You know, the tambourine, the, you know, the person always played it in your ear. And, uh, you know, kind of just that kind of thing. I mean, how many remember those days? But, you know, it was, it was a way that we expressed our worship. But, you know, we did it because there was a why. And, and it was very important when it comes to our worship that we continue to keep the why, why we worship in front of us. How many know, amen, a worship team has got to know why they're there? I mean, it's good to do the how. Love the how. Amen. How many know a pastor needs to know why we do what we do? You people, amen, the congregation, the people, we need to do, know why we do what we do. We need to know the why. And we live from that. How many know what I'm talking about? Everybody follow me? And we didn't just buy a building to buy a building. We bought a building because there's a why involved. We, this, is, this is what we do. This is who we are. And then this is what we do. And if you don't know who you are, you won't understand the why of what you do. Right? So we just have to know the why. And I really believe that in modern Christianity, we're just too used to coming and watching other people worship for us. 
right? I mean, we just kind of get that, and, and the, the team is so good, or they do this, or they do that. I just need to watch somebody else worship. But that's not what worship is all about. We don't come to watch other people worship. In fact, A.W. Tozer said this. He said, the church that can't worship must be entertained. And the man who can't lead a church to worship must provide the entertainment. I mean, you know, we didn't come to be entertained this morning. Worship isn't about you being entertained and feeling good and going through a religious activity and getting your praise on. Worship is your devotion to God. It's your song to your God. Amen? Right? Amen? Thank God you can come and feel good about worship, and we feel good, and that's a, that's a principle. How many know when faith, uh, when you, you know, just obedient actions, amen, then, and then feelings follow, we know all that, amen, but how many know it's not about that? We don't worship God based on what He can give us. We, we worship God based on who He is, that's it, based on who He is. And when we worship God out of that, out of who He is, all of a sudden we realize, wow, there's a lot of things He's already given us. But how many know we don't worship God based on the things he gives us? How many know when a father uh, just loves his child through giving him things, it becomes a dysfunctional relationship? Right? And how many are, are glad that God just doesn't just love you by giving you things? He loves you, amen, by giving him himself. Right? And so what we do in worship, we thank God for that. And we say, God, because you gave yourself, I give myself in worship. And that really answers the why, right? So I really believe it's important that we do that. We didn't come to be entertained. We didn't come to put a show on. I, I really believe that we gather on Sunday morning and do praise and worship that first half of the service because we're here to entertain God's presence. That's for Him, right? It's not for us. We're, we're not here to be impressed by people's talents and abilities. We're not here to be entertained by people's abilities. Come on, they had, they've, they've got, you know, America's got talent for that, right? That'll entertain you, but we're here to worship. And worship is not entertaining ourselves. It's about entertaining God's presence. Amen. It's about giving Him the audience. Amen. Letting Him come in and say, God, we recognize that you're number one. You're the greatest. You're God. Amen. And we give you all the attention. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We, we just give you all the focus right now. Amen. But how many know worship isn't limited to church? It's just not. How many know you need to give God focus in your life every day? You need to give God focus and attention every day. How many know God needs the attention from you every day? Come on, on your job, in your marriage, in your home. Amen. God deserves the praise. And how many know our why is simply based on who He is and He deserves the praise? He is worthy of praise. Not me. Come on, not the government, not anything else, not things, not money. He deserves praise. He is worthy. He proved himself already. Amen, as God, right? Amen. I didn't, but he did. Amen. And so this is the why. And I really want to just say that first because if not, it can become a religious form where we just get our praise on and we just shout and holler. And there's a lot of people who conquer the carpet on Sunday but live like the devil on Monday. One of the things I, I love and I learned in Bible school, it's not how high you jump on Sunday, it's how straight you walk on Monday. Amen? And thank God you can jump, jump high on Sunday. We want to do that. But you need to be jumping high on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you need to be living the lifestyle that you're singing and talking about on Sunday morning. Amen? And so that's what worship is. And so one of the main ways that we can worship God is through praise. Amen? is through praise. Oh, you guys look at me like, man, we're going to have a praise break here a little bit? Well, we may. I don't know. And, uh, but anyway, so one of the main ways that we worship God is through praise. Over 200, almost 250 times, it talks about praise, praised, or praising God in the Bible. How many know God loves praise, right? And so we talk about, this is one of the things is, I love this meaning. You've heard it many times maybe, but the word means to be clear. Now that means like a color. So it's not blue, it's not purple. How many know praise isn't black or white? It's clear. Just want to throw that out. Anyways, so it means to shine. It means to show or to make, make a show or to boast. It means to be vigorously foolish or crazy. To rave, yeah. It means to celebrate, to give glory, and to give light. I like that one. And it also means this, to lift your hands, to play an instrument, and to sing. Of course we know that. It means to strike the fingers over an instrument and just kind of run fingers over an instrument. I love that. And so we worship God with our singing. We worship God with our music. And how many know we worship God with our bodies? 
How many know you don't give your body to the devil and then you're, you know, you're somehow your thoughts to God? No. It all belongs to God. Amen? Amen. Romans says yield your members to God as members of righteousness. Amen. And so, uh, you know, and, and, but when we talk about praise and worship, a lot of times we, you know, we do that as a kind of a pattern in our services and it helps us. It just, it really helps us and guides us. Uh, you know, in the beginning of our services, we like to have, you know, fast songs or praise songs and then we really feel like we brings us into this place of worship. And we really get that pattern from Psalms 100 where it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. How many have ever read that scripture? Amen. Come on, if you've been saved for 30 years, you read it a hundred times, right? So, you know, you know that scripture and, and you quote that scripture, but there's a secret there. And he was talking about ref, referencing the, the tabernacle, amen, of, of Moses. And he was referring to the outer courts. And then there was the inner courts. And then there was the Holy of Holies. So you came into those courts with thanksgiving. And one translation says that you, amen, come into God or you, you enter the, you, you know, you have the password of thanksgiving so you can download, amen, the praise. And so we come into God and we come before the God with that password. That's what it is. It's the password that unlocks so many good things. That gate that opens up, that door that opens so many wonderful things for us with what? Thanksgiving. And then it's courts with praise. And so you can see this progression. And then as you go into the Holy of Holies, it really was to, a, a, really to prepare you to meet with God. And so we use that pattern in praise and worship. We, we want to just meet with God. We want to have this encounter with God. And, 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 but how many know God has this way to approach Him? You can't just go up and say, hey, sup, dude. You know what I mean? There's a way to approach God. And there's a way to, to, to entertain His presence and to please God. And so He gives us that pattern. That's why we do what we do. And so we break it down and we just say, well, it's praise and worship. But how many know it's all the same thing to God? And it's really the worship of our heart. It should come from our heart. And this is what, amen, the Bible teaches us. Praise is this. And I just wrote a couple things down. Number one, we know that praise is unto God. That's obvious. We talked about in the first lesson of the series that praise is unto God. How many believe that praise is unto God, not to people? Amen. How many know we're not to praise men? We're not to praise idols. We're not to praise things. We're not to praise and to worship these things. We're to worship God and Him alone, right? He deserves it. And so we, we know that. That's a given. But praise is this. I believe it is this. It's presenting God to others, as I read the Psalms, presenting God to others and representing Him in the earth. And then number two, it's responding to God because of what He has done. It's responding to God because of what He has done. And let me just clarify that by saying this. There's four things that I believe that it really entails. Number one, it's glorifying God. It's to glorify God. When we praise the Lord, as we say praise the Lord, how many know it's about glorifying Him? What does that mean? It means to magnify. And when you magnify something, you make it bigger. How many believe God's bigger than you? How many believe He's stronger than you? A couple of people are getting it. How many people believe that He's, amen, He's better than anything you've ever tasted or seen before? How many believe that He's greater than anybody in this earth? Amen. There's, there's, no, there's no artist. There's no movie star. There's nobody in this world, amen, that's greater than Jesus, that's greater than our God. Amen. And so we've got to make Him big. And when you praise God, you magnify Him. What does that mean? You make him bigger than you. You make him bigger than your circumstances. You make him bigger than your problems. You make him bigger than the enemy that's coming against you. You make him greater and stronger, amen, than what you're going through right now. When you praise God, pray, God becomes bigger. What does that mean? That means that we also give him the credit. How many know some people need to give God credit? I'm tired of all these people who are singing about, you know, you know, all kinds of devilish stuff and all kinds of satanic stuff and then standing up getting the award. I want to thank and praise God for this award. Well, you never praised him to begin with, so why should you give him praise now? God didn't cause you to sing about, amen, the life of crime and a life of drugs and alcohol. Come on, God didn't give you that, so don't give him the credit for that. But when you glorify God, you give Him the credit. It's easy for us to give you know, ourselves credit. Look what I did. I'm, I got a good job. I got a good education. I'm, I'm, I got money. I've got this. And yet when it goes bad, then who do we turn to? All of a sudden we realize, hey, I can't do anything. I don't, I'm in trouble. I need, right? Amen. How many know we need to give God glory even in the bad times? Amen. Even in the good times. Even in, amen. So it's about giving God glory. It's making Him bigger and giving Him the credit. Why? Because number one, He's God. Number two, He's good. Yeah. 
Come on, somebody. Amen. He's God and He's good, right? And so that's why we give Him the glory. Psalms 135, verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto His name, for He is pleasant. Or I like this. Or His name is sweet. I love that one. Amen? That's why we praise God. And number two, we exalt the name of God. That's what praise does. It exalts the name of God. How many know our God has a name? Oh, yes, He does. And His name is above every other name. His name is the greatest name. There's no other name, amen, even in heaven or on earth, amen, that God honors higher than His name. And His name is Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Come on, we worship the name of God. How many know if you're a Christian artist, people need to know about Jesus? If you're going to glorify God, you've got to exalt His name. Amen? And so we exalt the name of our God. The name of our God is the name of Jesus. You could call Him Deliverer. You can call Him Redeemer. You can call Him Shepherd. You can call Him Father. Amen. But it's all the same name, and that is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many know salvation has a name? Come on. Hope has a name. Love has a name. Deliverance has a name. Amen. And His name is Jesus. Amen. And when you're calling people to salvation and telling people about the Lord, you can't, you know, you can talk about the man upstairs and, and, and this guy and this guy. But when you speak the name of Jesus, you identify who the God of heaven is. You identify who the, the God of all creation is because He has a name. Amen. And how many know Jesus has His Father's name? Amen? Hallelujah. And so we exalt the name of God. That's what praise is all about. Praise isn't exalting your name. It's not about exalting the name of a church. It's not about exalting the name of a group or a band. It's about exalting the name of God, which is the name of Jesus. That's His name. That's His name. Amen. Psalms 7 and verse 17 says, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness, and I will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. Amen. The greatest name there is, I'm going to sing to it, David said. So praising the, the name of the Lord, it, it actually appears 96 times in the book of Psalms alone. Talking about praising the name of God. Amen. And this is what it does. When you praise the name of God or exalt the name of Jesus, amen, you recognize and agree with the deity of Jesus, the lordship of Jesus. And how many know if you don't, amen, recognize Jesus as Lord, the Bible says you're of the Antichrist. Anti-Jesus, Right? So we acknowledge the Lord. Stay with me. The book of Revelation, as we sang, that we talked about the lion and the lamb today. And, and in the book of Re- Revelation, I mean, read it over and over again. They're singing songs to the lamb. Well, the lamb has a name. Amen. It's the name of Jesus. Amen. And so they're singing about Jesus, that he is worthy to be praised. Wow. You know, and I just wanted to say this as a side note, if you study this at all, John on the Isle of Patmos, when he was put on the Isle of Patmos, and he had the revelation of Jesus, remember, you know, come on, the book of Revelation, that's what it's all about, it's the revelation of Jesus, not the revelation of John, and when he saw Jesus, amen, one of the things it says is that, I heard in heaven two songs, I heard the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb, did you know that? How many know there's some songs going on in heaven right now? Amen. That's what we want to do. Amen. We want to join in with heaven. We want to hear what they're singing. Amen. We want to, amen. We want to get connected to what heaven's singing. Amen. And he said, I'm here. I hear the song of Moses and I hear the song of the Lamb. How many believe that, amen, Jesus, when we, and we appears and we sing to him, how many know we can sing a song of deliverance and a song of redemption? Amen. How many know he's our deliverer and he's our redeemer? And in heaven, they're not singing about the struggles in the hood. They're not singing about the crime in America. They're singing about the glorification of one man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Hallelujah. And so we're exalting the name of Jesus. And so the other thing is is that we describe God. And this is when we praise God. We describe God. We we, we describe Him and His nature. Uh, Read it over and over again. It says it talks about the power and lordship and who He is. And He's a provider. Uh, We sang a little bit peace today from Psalms 18.1. It says that He is my shield and my buckler, my high tower. Amen. My fortress. Amen. The God whom I trust in. He is my provider. He is my protector. Amen. How many know that's that's good to sing about those things? Amen. Because what we do is we teach other people, because that's what the word music means. It means to muse, to teach. We teach other people. We teach other Christians. We teach, amen, other people who don't know the Lord who God is. 
How many, how many know, how, how are people going to know who God is unless you're teaching them, unless you're telling them? They're just not going to wake up one day and say, oh, I know God's a provider. No, they've got to hear somebody talk about it. And so that's what we do. We describe God. And the Bible says in 1 Peter that we are called to show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. To show forth, to proclaim, to display. It means to openly speak or to make a show. How many know we're not here to put on a show? And we're not here to show off. Amen. We're here to show forth His praise. Amen. And so that's what it is. And then the other thing is, is that we compliment God. Did you ever think about that? That's what you do in praise. You, t- you compliment God. Think about it. That's why, that's why the, there's so much teaching in the Bible about the church being that we should compliment one another. We should encourage one another. We should edify one another. Because kind of, that's what praise is. How many know that when you praise God, you compliment Him? Wow, you're amazing. You're so strong, God. Lord, you are so good. That's complimenting Him. David said, I'm going to make my boast in the Lord. I'm going to boast about God. I'm going to talk about how awesome he is. You know why? Because he's God and he loves to hear about himself. (laughs) He loves his creation to talk about him. He doesn't like his creation to talk about themselves because they don't know anything. And they're nothing without him. And they're they're, they're, just kind of limited in in their talent. And God's like, okay, you want to praise man? Okay, great, but... Praise me. And so God likes that. He just has that attitude of being God. He loves to be worshipped. Amen. He loves that. He loves to be complimented. How many know that, as we said before, years ago, we used to say that God goes where He's, uh, amen, celebrated, not tolerated. How many, how many have ever liked to go to a, a party or whatever where everybody hates you and they're talking against you? And, and how many love the, oh, I love to go to those parties. No, you, you, but you like to go to a place where people make such a big deal when you walk in the room. Oh, so-and-so is here. Look at your shoes. I love that shirt. Oh, man, you come on. Well, God's the same way. He loves it when we get up on Sunday morning or, or Monday morning or any time that day, time, and we come together and we just as a group say, you know what? God is so awesome. He's so big. He's so great. He's so strong. Amen. Nobody's stronger than I, God. He is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Taste and see that the Lord is good, the Bible says. And that's what happens when you begin to compliment God. You begin to taste and you begin to see, man, He is good. He is God. Is this all right? Amen. And so this is complimenting God. It's to recognize that He's creator and the Father and He's my friend and and to compliment Him on on how He provides for me and how He leads me and how He protects me and and how He he really comforts me. How many have ever said, God, I thank you because you comforted me through that problem? I compliment you, Lord. I just give you praise for that. Come on, somebody. Amen. How How many know God wants to be complimented this morning? He doesn't want us to recognize our goodness and our, come on, our righteousness or whatever and make a big deal about, look at what we did. No, he wants to say, look what he did. And when you begin to compliment God, let me tell you something, he's going to compliment you back. Oh, I love the compliments of God. I love when he says, you know what? I love you too. Amen. I love you too. I love that. That's so good about God. Amen. And so the Bible says, praise Him for His mighty acts and His great salvation, His awesome power, and His unchanging, everlasting Word. This is complimenting God. God, you know, I just thank You that Your Word never lets me down. I find all the answers in Your Word. I love that about You. Thank You for giving Your Word. Amen. Right? And how many know, when you learn to compliment God, you'll learn to compliment other people? And vice versa. When you start complimenting other people, it makes it easier and better to compliment God. Amen? Because as the Bible teaches us, and I know my, uh, my dad I was raised with this teaching, and it works so well. If it doesn't work this way, it means nothing, nothing this way. Amen? Come on, if we're talking nasty to each other, and we're, we're speaking against each other, and we're just talk, you know, being mean to each other, amen? How many know you can't come to church, oh God, I love you, you're so amazing. No, God's going to say, you need to get it right this way before it means anything this way. Is that right? That's what the Bible says about worship. Amen. It said you come to, come to the altar and you've you know, you got ought against somebody. Put your gift down. Put it down. Put your praise down. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Amen. You know, come on and go make it right and then I'll accept your worship. Amen. So praise and worship is, is just that awesome things. And so I love that. You know, praise and worship also does this. Praise declares our great need for God. 
When you, when you begin to praise God, you just say, God, I need you so much. How many can lift your hand to heaven this morning and say, I need God? Oh, man. You just, maybe you just don't understand how much I need God. I need God all the time. The problem is, is when we get to the place where we don't need God anymore. When we stop really worshiping God, that's the time where we say, we don't need you anymore. When we start failing and falling short in our worship and our praise, you know, not only do we get our eyes on ourselves, but we're saying to God, I don't need you. I don't need you. I, I can do it myself. I don't, I don't need you. But how many know that, that lasts about two minutes? Come on. Compared to eternity. And next thing you know, you, you, you think you got it all together. Next thing you know, God shows you, okay, you don't need me? Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let you see how it goes on your own. And, and, then, and then we'll see how much you need me. And then we'll see how much you depend on me. Amen. Amen. And so worship is saying that great need. Let's work, move on. Praise is the how. It certainly is. Praise is the how of our why. I mean, it's that response, a reaction to the why. He's God, so I sing. He's good, so I lift my hands. You know, he provided, so I dance. He, you know, he, he did this, so I do that. How many know that's a reaction? Come on, how many have a, you know, that's response? Amen. I, and we can't talk about this without talking about, amen, how you react to a, a, a ball full of air being thrown around by a bunch of guys, some, you know, in these sports guys. Come on. I mean, I mean, some of us go crazy over sports, right? What's our reaction, what happens when our favorite player, our favorite team in the most intense game catches, amen, a pass in the end zone, makes a three-point shot, whatever, no seconds left, and they win the game? What do we do? Do we sit on the couch and say, I was hoping they'd win. I thought that would be... Kind of wasn't expecting it, but I'm glad they won. Are you kidding me? My wife has to tell me, would you be quiet? I'm trying to sleep up here. I mean, I know you're watching Duke and, and, and North Carolina go at North Carolina just won. They did a lot. So, you know, or whatever. Some of you Eagles fans, you know, some of your, your husband, your wife's got to tell you, would you be quiet? You're like the crazy here, right? Why? Because we're excited about what we love. And what we love, we'll worship. You can't, you can't love something and not say anything about it. And, and some of you guys really need to work on this in your marriage. Well, I, I love her. But you don't show her you like her, you know. My goodness, you got to show it. How many know love's going to say something? Come on, when you love something, you can't contain it. Love can't contain itself. When you love something, you're going to give yourself to it. You're going to worship. Whatever you love, you will worship. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? Whatever you love, you can worship. And, you know, we see this with sports, and we see this with all this stuff. What is the number one reaction when, when something good happens in our, with our sports team? Number one, we cheer, don't we? We cheer. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, I'm cheering inside. I really am. No, no, you're, you're cheering. And for some of you, man, you go crazy, like jumping up and down in your living room, fist pumping. And, and, and you know what? The team doesn't even know who you are. But you're like, that's my man. That's my guy right there. Ezekiel doesn't know your name. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when he crosses the goal line, you're cheering for him. Like, why? Because he's your man. He's your team. That's my team, right? And they just did something amazing. Well, why can't we be that way about the Lord? He's my God. He's amazing. He just did something amazing. He saved me. Amen. He loved me. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. Man, that deserves a cheer right there. That deserves a, a hand. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, and what do we do? I don't know about you. I went to, a, uh, this was a Steelers game, and I'm not really a Steelers fan. A little bit, I'll watch them. But, you know, and it was preseason, so it really didn't mean anything. And here they are. They threw a touchdown to a guy that didn't even make the team, you know, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like standing up with the whole crowd cheering. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. What am I doing? But everybody else is doing it, right? Is that what we do, Right? And I'm thinking to myself, man, how can we, we not do that for God? How can we not do that? I mean, this needs to be our response. And yet people are like, you need to be still and know that I'm God and be still in church. And that's not a place for it. Are you kidding me? If anybody needs to go crazy, it's the people of God, in the house of God, on the day of God. Amen. Amen. And so this is why we do it. And we celebrate, we cheer, and we, we get excited. Some of you guys might like curling or you might like... Something exciting like badminton. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I watched actually the Cornhole Championship, National Championship. Really? 
Really? These are national championships about this. Yeah, just about anything, right? Or let's go a little bit more exciting. How many on the 4th of July you watch at the, uh, the hot dog eating contest, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, man? Man, people were cheering for a guy that's going to throw up in about two seconds all over him, right? You know, throwing up and eating all this food, right? Why? Because they were praising and they were worshiping. And let me quickly hurry along. One of the examples I thought about that were really good, and it's just a picture of what happens when God does something in your life or when you realize the why. Acts chapter 3, you see Peter and John going to prayer, to a prayer meeting, and there's a guy that's been there for a long time at the gate, and he's begging, and he's, he's, uh, uh, he's crippled, and he can't walk, and he's, and he's been that way for a long time, and then he asks him for money. And Peter says, you know what? I don't have money right now, but what I do have is I do know Jesus, the healer. And so he reached out. And he said, arise and walk. And the Bible says that he picked him up and he began to walk, right? But it doesn't stop there. What does the man do? The Bible says he went leaping and jumping and praising God. How many know that's the reaction when you get touched by God? That's the reaction when you realize, once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I see. When I was a sinner, Jesus died for me. How many know that's a normal response? That's a normal response. And guess what he did? He went around doing it to everybody. I mean, he showed up at the, you know, wherever, whatever they were doing back then. He showed up at like the restaurant, just jumping. Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, this guy's annoying. Who is he? You know, Jesus healed me, right? Made such a big deal about it. In fact, it was such a big deal that they had court cases over it. And Peter and John went to jail over it, right? The Bible says the whole city heard about this thing. How many know your praise needs to touch other people? Your praise needs to be this infectious thing that actually people know God through your worship. Amen. I love that. Amen. And you just can't contain love. You can't contain worship. Amen. Amen. Because that's just the way it happens when you know God. Amen. I love this. In Psalms 150, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Why? Because we were created to do it. We were created for relationship and for worship. And we were created for, to show God our emotions and to give Him our emotions and to say, every member of my body belongs to you. And when I, when I began to think about God, every member of my body, every member of my being responds to who you are. Responds to what you've done. Amen? Right? That's what it is. And so because uh, really this love relationship, this is a love relationship with the Lord, it keeps the excitement and the expectation alive. When you begin to praise God, it keeps this excitement about God in your life. It really does. It keeps an enthusiasm and a joy there. You know, people that just drop off with worshiping the Lord, or maybe they just listen to all other kinds of music, and they don't really praise God and really involved in worship, you never notice that their love for God is kind of really always on the brink. It's always kind of, they're always on the fence. They're always questioning God. They're always, you know, they never feel God in their life. He's always at a distance. Why is that? Because you're not responding to God and giving God what He deserves. And you're not putting that element of worship in your daily life. It's just not something that you do. And so you have no excitement for God. You have no passion for the Lord. When people talk about God, you're like, whatever. I'd rather, you know, listen to whatever because it makes me feel like getting my groove on. No. But, and, that, and so that's a problem, isn't it? And so when we worship God, it's out of that love relationship. And when you worship God the way He likes to be worshipped, it causes an excitement. I don't know about you, but my wife and I, we, we got this chemistry going that, you know, we just start complimenting each other, doing nice things for each other. I mean, it, it creates a really, really exciting atmosphere in our home. Amen? So when, it's the same thing with the Lord, and it's the same thing. When you begin to compliment God and love on God, when you begin to really praise God the way He likes to be praised, there's an excitement about God. There's an enthusiasm about the things of God. You actually want to go to church. You actually want to sing Christian songs. You actually want to listen to good stuff. Right? Because it just keeps that excitement and expectation. And we're going to finish, amen, with a couple things. And that is praise brings joy. It really does. Praise brings joy. It really does. Now, a lot of people just trying to whip themselves into a frenzy every, every Sunday, you know, until they get to this emotional high and this frenzy or whatever. Now, that's okay. If that works for you, that's great. But, you know, that's not, that's not something that happens all the time, is it? But it brings joy. And joy is this lasting, peaceful, 
Amen? Happiness. That's what it is. It means gladness. That's what joy means. It means gladness. In Psalms 95, 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Amen? How many know a joyful noise is made by a joyful heart? It's hard to have a heart of discouragement and make a joyful noise, isn't it? Isn't it? Amen? But how many know the more you do it, the more joy you get and the better you... You know, the more joy you'll have and the more joy you'll be able to sing. And Psalms 98 says this, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Wow, that's awesome. Like the Lord, the Lord is saying here, look, you've got to make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Don't make a discouraging noise, a depressing noise. Lord, I love you. You're so amazing. Well, what kind of noise is that? You know what I mean? You're just croaking at the Lord. Amen. Lord, I love you. You're so good. Um, I'm really happy to be here today. I so appreciate your goodness. You know what I'm saying? That's not joyful, is it? How many go and you, wherever you go, there's that, always that cashier you end up with, and she is not joyful at all. How many know that's not a good interaction to have, that right there? That's never, never a good interaction. Well, it's the same with the Lord. Here he comes. He's like, coming in. I'm going to bless you. And you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, what are you doing? You're bothering me right now, right? It's not a joyful interaction. So God wants you to have joy. Joy is the strength of every believer. Joy is the strength of every believer. In fact, joyfulness and gladness are always joined with righteousness and holiness. Did you know that? And so what that means is that true biblical joy comes from right choices and right living. Is that right? How many know it's hard to be joyful when you're not living right? It, it, it's hard. It really is. And so it, it's attached. It's, there's something there. Why? Because it brings a strength. And it brings a strength for living. Not just a strength like, you know, a Hercules strength, but a strength for living. That's where the joy of the Lord is our strength. Strength for what? Strength for living. How many know you need to be strong today? You need to be strong to, be, to raise kids. You need to be strong to live in our culture and our society. How many know you need to be strong to be just a Christian? You need strength, right? Amen. Just to live in this life, you need strength. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I like this because the word rejoice also means, uh, of course, there's a couple definitions. It means to brighten up and to cheer up, to be glad, to be cheerful. And God loves it when we're cheerful. God loves it when we have that cheerful tone in our voice. When we wake up in the morning, we start talking to Him. God loves that. Amen. The Bible says this about rejoicing. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it. Because of it, and I'll be glad. How many know you got to make up your mind? And, and I know Brother Wayne's got so many good teachings on this and making up your mind. And how many know you can do it if you want to? I said you can do it if you want to. But this is the day. This day. Right now. Today. Not tomorrow. See, a lot of times we're like, well, I'll be happy tomorrow. Right now i got my own stuff and I'm going through my stuff and I'm on the struggle bus today. No. Today is the day. Amen. So we rejoice today. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, the Bible says. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And he says this, Again, I say rejoice. So he says, Rejoice in the Lord all the time. And I'm going to say it one more time. He said, I'm going to, Again, I'm going to say this. Rejoice all the time. And I'm going to say it one more time. Rejoice all the time. Let me say it one more time. Rejoice in the Lord always. And let me say it one more time. Rejoice. I mean, that's what he's saying constantly let it always be something you're doing rejoicing in God and I'm not talking about just trying to emotionally stir yourself up that you just it's all fake I'm talking about how many know sometimes you got to stir yourself up to get there amen sometimes you just need to encourage yourself in the Lord so you, you just can't go by how you feel sometimes you got to go against every emotion that you're going through to get to that place amen of joy I don't feel like it. I'm depressed. I'm discouraged. How many times, how many know praise always finds a way? Praise can always fit. I want to say that. Praise can always fit. It fits in a prison. It fits in a rock in a hard place. It fits in darkness. It fits, amen, in, in a boat that's getting ready to turn over. How many praise fits just about everywhere? It doesn't matter what circumstance you find yourself in. You can always praise. You can always begin to praise God. And guess what happens? God begins to move on your behalf. I love that. And I, I really believe that uh, God loves praise. And I was going to talk about the different things. I'm not going to do that today. And all the different ways that God loves to praise through the Word. And, and it talks about all the, the, what we do on Sundays. We, we clap and we dance and we shout all the scriptures that talk about it. 
uh, time has really gotten away from us. But I just let me just say this and a couple thoughts I want to add because at the end of this message, I thought it'd be really great if we could just really sing a song before we leave and just praise God. I thought it'd be really good, amen, to do that and put the word in practice today. But let me just say this about some principles about praise. That number one, I believe that God really wants our praise expressed by our singing, by our song, but also by obedient actions. Amen? By obedient actions. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come. That's what they're doing right now. They're coming up, all of them. And, uh, you know, a couple of things I got to thinking about is how much physical obedience brings spiritual power. Let me say it one more time. Physical obedience brings spiritual power. So when you begin to dance, when you begin to clap, and you begin to raise your hand, there's something that happens. There's spiritual power, not just spiritual significance. There's spiritual power that happens. Something begins to happen, right? There's an old Pentecostal song that says, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Well, we all like the blessings, but how many know we, got, we struggle with the praises sometimes, right? And so when we do that, there's a physical obedience. It's like fasting. There's a physical obedience. And God just wants us to obey His Word. That's really all it is. Amen? And why do you say, well, Brother Matt, it needs to come from my heart, and I worship God out of my love relationship with Him. Nobody should tell me how to do it. I mean, why do I need that? Because you're flesh, and because you don't feel like it sometimes, and because if you didn't have God's Word to tell you how God likes to be praised, you wouldn't praise God the way He likes to be praised. You would do it the way you would want to do it. Amen? Amen? You would do it the way you would want to do it, and, and we don't want to watch that. Nobody wants to see that. Amen? Right? And so physical obedience brings spiritual power. And as I respond to God, I love this, I get a response in return. I, lo I love that about God. How many know when you respond to God in praise and worship, how many know God begins to respond to you? There's something that happens in your heart. Faith begins to arise. How many know that faith overtakes feeling, right? Come on. And so when you begin to praise God, something begins to happen. Faith begins to arise. Strength begins to arise. Courage begins to arise, and next thing you know, you're looking at things a whole new way. Amen. There's a whole new perspective. There's a whole new feeling, if you will, that came into your heart because you began to just step out and obey God through worship. Amen. I love that. I love that about God. And I love this about praise that really worship can, can be with the heart, but praise is with the body. That's why it's important that we say, well, I just, I had a guy say, well, I just praise God in my heart. Everybody else around me is going crazy. I don't worship like that. I just praise God in my heart. But how many know the Bible says if it's on the inside, it should come out on the outside? Amen? I, I, I just can't imagine you get married and you say, well, I really love you on the inside. I mean, no, that's probably not going to last too long, and you probably won't have any kids. Just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying. So, come on, somebody. It's got to be expressed. It's got to be, I mean, you, you talk about it, you, and that's what it's about. And so, when we worship God, I mean, yeah, we worship with our heart. Yeah, I mean, we're giving our devotion, our glory to God. You know, we're giving our obedience to God in our heart. But, man, something has to happen on the outside. Somebody's got to know, wow, they really love God. Wow, they're a believer in God. Wow, because they're reflecting who God is in the worship. I love that. I love that about the Lord. Amen. And so I believe that should be as natural to the believer as breathing. I believe praise needs to be as natural for you as just breathing. You do it all the time. That's, that's really what it is. You do it all the time. Really? really? No, I thought it was just Sunday. No, no, no. You do it all the time. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Right? That's what the Bible says. And in Psalms 118, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. The Lord is my strength and is my song. I don't just sing about God. I mean, think about that. Now, the Lord is my song. If I'm singing a song, I'm not going to sing about anything else but God. That's what David's saying. Amen? Or God's going to be real close. He's going to be in it. He's going to be, I mean, he's going to have something to do with it, right? I mean, you can sing about your struggle just like David did, but somewhere along the line, it's not going to focus on your struggle. It's going to focus on the God who delivers from the struggle, the God who heals from struggle. Come on. It's going to be about Him. It's going to be about directed to Him. It's going to be just as natural as breathing. God has become my song. That's how, that's how natural it is. It's like I don't even have to work myself up anymore. I just got out of bed and start just singing to God, loving on God, praising God, thanking God. Lord, I just walk. I mean, that's just how God wants us to be. Is that right? 
right? God wants us to do that. God wants us not just to be at this Sunday morning thing where it's just something that we just kind of learn to do on Sunday. Well, this is our church. Our church, we, we're crazy. I'm mean, going to say this all the time. Come to our church. We're crazy. You want to see people dance? I mean, but then I realized, wait, this needs to be every believer. Every Christian does this. I mean, this should be natural. This should be, this should be every church should be dancing and praising and clapping and singing. And, 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 you know, come on, that just should be natural, right? It shouldn't be so foreign to us. We shouldn't be so connected to the world where we're going out and we're doing the latest dances and singing the latest songs. We have all those lyrics, uh, you know, uh, known by heart, and yet we come in and things of God are so foreign and dancing feels weird before God and clapping and lifting my hands before God in church. Well, well, last night you were acting like an idiot on the dance floor at the club, but now you come into church. See, it needs to be this praise is the number one thing we do. This is what we do. This is who we are. The things of the world are foreign to us. The dances of the world should be foreign to us. The songs of the world should be foreign to us. Come on, am I hitting a nerve? It, and the praise of God should be what we breathe. It's what we do. It, it's natural for us. It's just, it's not weird to us. It's just who we are. It's what we do. It's, come on. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to talk to you about the days that we spent I spent, you know, making an idiot of myself, my MC Hammer pants and all that stuff and, and all that stuff and vanilla ice haircut and all that stuff. Come on. We did that back in the day. Amen. But when we got saved, we realized, wait a second, I've been created for something greater and more powerful. I've been created to worship God. Amen. I've been created to glorify Him and exalt His name. And I've been created to compliment Him and, and to have fellowship with Him in my worship and to please Him and to know Him and entertain His presence. Some of you are getting weirded out because you're trying to picture me like that. Don't, don't, don't stumble this morning. Don't struggle. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But how many think, think said, Lord, I want to praise you a little bit more than I did, amen, today, this morning. I, I want to give you the praise you deserve. I want to, I want to come into this place of worship and praise that it's natural for me. It, it's exciting. I want to grow in my relationship with you. I want to love you more through my worship. How many can lift your hand to seven, heaven and say, God is teaching me to worship. Amen. God is, amen, teaching me to praise. Can we stand on our feet today? Amen. Can we do that? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And faith, uh, praise produces faith. And so, you know, some of you are a little scared. You're a little skeptical about it. But, you know, I've heard testimony of testimony as, as somebody who just really wanted to praise God in the dance and never really felt liberty to do that. Man, the moment they did that, amen, there was like concrete broken off their feet. There was like shackles, you know, and, and a weight came off their shoulders because they realized, wow, I can be free in God. This is the true freedom I need to experience is the freedom in praise and worship. And I'm not going to make anybody do anything, amen, as we sing. But I just want to end in praise to God. Amen. Can we do that? But, you know, I want to just say this again. We're going to come into a, 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 a new level of worship. And I believe that, that God really wants to give us in this generation, this day, a new song. He wants to give us a song that, that we can't find on the radio, that nobody else has sung it before. He doesn't want us to go back into the 60s and try to reinvent something. He wants us to hear what heaven is singing about. He wants us to hear a new song, a new sound that's coming out of the church. And I believe that the praise in the church needs to be unique. Right? And God's going to do that. God's doing that in our day right now. Amen. Why? To show off? No that we could show forth the praise of him that called us out of darkness that the world can see that he is God that he is the Savior that he is Lord and that he is for them amen I don't know about you but this morning I just want to end in praise and just singing praise to God and just giving God all the glory and all the praise amen and as we just end this brother Michael's going to kick us out here and just say hey and go into the world I want to encourage you today this week man wake up on Monday morning amen just with a praise on your lips to God Think of something brand new to thank God for and watch your week change. Amen. God bless you. Let's, let's sing before the Lord today as we leave.